Hello everybody. For those of you who don't know, I own and operate Timeless Custom Leather. Timeless specializes in creating 100% handcrafted leather goods right here in Grimes County, Texas. It would mean the world to me if you would take a minute or two out of your day and follow Timeless on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us on Facebook at Timeless Custom Leather and also on Instagram at Timeless Custom Leather. As always, I couldn't do this without you guys. Love you. Now back to the mind of a maker. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're rolling. <laughs> That's the tagline. Let's All do right. it. All right. We're back, everybody. Welcome back to the Mind of a Maker podcast. Um, I've been sort of just getting as many people in here as I can and recording some episodes, um, just sort of stockpiling them up to, so I make sure I have one that I can release every Monday for y'all. And so this weekend just sort of worked out perfect. Um, the guest that I have on today... He is my college roommate, turned best friend. Um, we were in each other's weddings, just become lifelong friends, and one of the best guys I've ever met. Um, glad to call him my friend. So I'm happy to introduce y'all to Jared Crouch. Thank you, man. Thank How you are you, buddy? Intro. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. This I'm... weekend just sort of worked out perfect for us. Yeah, it just kind of worked out. You know, you were like, "Hey, what are you doing this weekend?" And I was like. As long as I can bring the dog, we're good to yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> and he does have the dog. So yeah. if you if you do um if you do hear Diesel whining a little bit in the background, I'm sorry. He's just trying to be a part of the show. Yeah. You know? It's so hot outside we can't just stick him outside and make him sit out there. So he gets to hang out in here with us because him and Coda don't get along too well. They do, but can't really trust them just on their own. So that's that. So anyways, yeah, like I said, got Jared here with me today. Um I guess I can give you a little rundown of how I know Jared. He was one of the first people I met when I moved to UAM. Um, little did I know, the first time he picked me up from my dorm room in uh, Monticello and took me out to the house to hang out, little did I know that we'd become best friends and roommates for four years and do pretty much everything in life together. So <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy how it works, man. You know, um, once I got to UAM... I really went there because my brother yeah. and, um, you know, Hayden, our other roommate at the time, he had just come home and been like, oh, yeah, I met this other kid from Texas. We've been hanging out. But yeah. you never came to the house. Yeah. So, so Hayden Hayden already lived with Jared and his brother Nathan. Yeah. So, and we met at workouts one morning. Right. And me and Hayden just sort of started hanging out. You all started hanging out, playing playstation hockey your, on yeah, the xbox <laughs> <laughs> playing you know playing video games in your dorm room and next thing you know hayden's like yeah i've been hanging out with this kid from texas and then we were gonna have a little um little get together at the house you know <laughs> a little slosh ball <laughs> yeah, tournament a little slosh ball tournament <laughs> at the house after workouts one day and he's like hey how about we invite dustin you know he's a former texas guy yeah and we were like yeah absolutely you know the more the merrier and next thing you know you're yeah. living with us and, and <laughs> I, mean, I never even and... I, I don't even think i stayed a month in that dorm room i i i, I when i moved to arkansas i flew into arkansas i moved in 
on like a Wednesday afternoon. We had Thursday morning workouts at 6 a.m. I move in. I stay in my dorm room for like, I don't know, a month or two, however long summer workouts are. And before summer workouts were over, I went to the uh, the farmhouse, the, the, Yeah, the RA at the dorms. And I thought yeah. I was like, yeah, you can cancel this. Yeah. I'm not living here. I slept on the couch in the farmhouse for like, Three months until my parents finally came up there and bought me a blow-up mattress. (laughs) Yeah, I think you were on a blow-up mattress, and then your grandparents came to town. They were like, oh, let's go go to Marketplace, too, and get you a real (laughs) mattress. Let's get you a real bed. Then I was bawling at that point. You couldn't tell me anything. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, so my second second summer uh, fall camp was spent entirely on a blow-up mattress. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was rough. All right. We sort of just jumped right into it, but let's uh, back up a little bit. Just sort of introduce yourself, tell you know where you're from, who you are, what do you do for a living, things like that. Yeah, I'm I'm Jared. I uh from the Dallas Fort Worth area, right in the middle of it, Grapevine, Texas, and grew up playing baseball, football, basketball was not my thing. Yeah. I tried. Really good on defense, but that's about it. Um <laughs> and then went through college. I'm sure we'll get to that. Oh, yeah. But uh went through college, came home. Uh, my last year of college, I started an internship. I've been with that company ever since. And, uh, yeah, I do corporate accounting, which sounds super boring, but, but you like it. I like it. (laughs) And I do, I do a lot of different stuff you know, I'm sure we'll get into it, but I tell a lot of people like, I don't, I don't just do, you know, accounting type stuff. Like I, the reason I like the job that I have is because I get to help other, you know, managers and other people like develop their business i'm not just you know hey let me look at these numbers yeah, you're not just crunching i'm not numbers. like oh let me look at this bank account and see if i can get it to reconcile i'll do a lot more than that so yeah yeah so like you said uh well and sort of like we already talked about we were roommates at uam played football together did that whole shebang um but uam wasn't your first school um anybody who plays college sports and comes on the podcast i just like to ask them you know what was your recruiting process like? Where did you go first, and how did you end up at UAM? Yeah, so I um, I was not very highly recruited. You know, I had a bunch of D3 schools coming at me. I never was a, you know, AP class type student that was, you know, yeah, ha- getting all these college credits. But I was a pretty good student, you know. Did good enough to where I was just like in the regular classes, but I was like getting good grades. Yeah, you so were much, good yeah, for the regular classes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, actually, one of my good friends, Ryan, he was uh, committed to Northern Arizona, and they came down to watch two of our games back-to-back weeks. And the safeties coach, while he was here, he, you know, so I played outside linebacker my freshman to junior year and then senior year started off at outside linebacker and uh, we had some injuries roll around. So I moved back to safety. We had a brand new defense our senior year. And um, this, uh, this Northern Arizona DB coach came out and he saw that I was pretty much running the defense. Like I was pretty much a second coach on the field by buddy Ryan, super talented, but half the time didn't know where to go. I just tell him like, "Hey, this is where you're going." If you've going. ever met Ryan, you still like that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the most gifted athletes I've ever seen, and when he knows what he's doing, he's amazing. But um, 
Yeah, so he saw me, and we kind of got into talks, and he offered me a preferred walk-on position at Northern Arizona, which is a FCS school, so D1AA. And that would be like a Sam Houston, yeah, right, so yeah, for people around here, right. And um, so I went there, and I had gotten um, pretty good academic money, so I was like pretty comfortable with going there, and you know. Coaches always promise stuff like, "Oh, you come in, you yeah. do good, and <laughs> you'll be on scholarship." You know, you'll in no be time. on scholarship. Yeah. Well, actually, what happened is, you know, they did said the same promise. Uh, you know, they tell a lot of people, "Oh, you're gonna come here and and be in the mix to start." They told my buddy Ryan that, and then they got a kid that was um, committed to Wisconsin, and then like one of the last days of recruiting, he. Wisconsin dropped his offer, so he came to NAU. So I ended up getting redshirted at NAU. So did Ryan. Playing behind a legit D1 player yeah. pretty much. Yeah, right? so they were mixing him in and pretty much uh, spent – I went there for summer and then a fall. And, you know, those redshirt 5 a.m. lifts were super fun. So but, much um, fun. Yeah, so I was there for summer and a fall and then had a discussion with the DB's coach and was like, hey, where do we stand? And he was pretty much like, well, that kid that we got took your scholarship pretty much. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> all right, I'm out of here. I mean, that's good, though, for him to tell was, you that. At least yeah. he didn't like, oh, no, yeah, you're was, still um, you know, keep working and you'll get it, you know, just drag you He on, was very you know? transparent, which I think uh, that's kind of our relationship the whole time, like super transparent. So that was good. Um, so then I started looking at places to play. And I was thinking like Tarleton, that kind of stuff. And my brother Nathan was coming out of Tyler, Tyler Junior College and was going to UAM and said, um, you know, hey, my brother is transferring from NAU. Why don't you take a look at him? Old Hood gave me a call <laughs> and uh, said, hey, why don't you come on down? Yeah. I didn't even take a trip to UAM. Just... I just took Nathan's word for it and was like, all right, tell me when and where. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Lauren, uh, Lauren, my wife, wasn't uh, she wasn't my wife at the time, obviously, but <laughs> she was like, I thought we were talking about Stephenville. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm going six hours away to Arkansas. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. you know, it was um, – that's how I made my way to UAM and – you know, just like you talked with Jamie on uh, on the pod, when you get a chance to play with your brother, like, you're going to take that. Yeah. Because you don't ever get there, that. There's you nothing know, there's better one, than doing that. You know, a lot of people say. Even like, if your brother is as hard-headed as Nathan <laughs> Crouch. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people that say, like, oh, you know, I wish I would have stuck it out just for college sports in general. Yeah. Um, but then to be able to say, like, hey, I played with my brother, like, that's it's such a cool thing it's to just awesome, say. yeah. But um, so yeah, that's how I ended up at UAM and uh, started there in spring, and then that next summer, old Poochie came around. So. Yeah, I moved up there after that. Um, that was a wild, that was a wild deal. Like I sort of mentioned it uh, when Jamie and I talked. Uh, second time I had ever stepped foot into the state of Arkansas, I was moving in to start workout so i fly in on a wednesday i land probably around seven o'clock on wednesday evening and my one of our coaches picks me up at the airport and drives me back to the dorm room and i sit in my dorm room all night and i'm just like i don't know what to do where to go 
my coach texted me. He's like, 6 a.m. lift, first thing in the morning. I was like, jeez, that, dude. That'll I, solve I it. just got <laughs> here. Luckily enough, I I went to workouts, and I had like a, a blend jacket on or a blend, mm-hmm. not a jacket, like a shirt because it was summer. And your brother, Nathan, and our other roommate, Hayden, both came from Tyler Junior College. Right. And so when they saw me, they were like, Oh, you played at Blinn? I was like, yeah. They said, you from Texas? I was like, oh, yeah. And there was probably only four or five of us on the team from Texas right. at the time, yeah. maybe. There wasn't a ton of us. A lot us. of Arkansas, Louisiana Arkansas, kids. Louisiana was really heavy. Um, And so Hayden just started hanging Hayden, out with me. Hayden's and never been a stranger, though. No, I mean, if you know Hayden, uh, yeah, he's never, never met, met anybody that he hasn't talked to. Brothers give hugs. Brothers give hugs. <laughs> and it's deeper than blood, Billy. <laughs> Damn right. And we used to... I mean, when I would come home on the weekends, Hayden would come with me, and we started hanging out. And then one weekend, it was like, "Hey, we're gonna hang out here at the house." Hayden had already gone to the house, and I think you maybe had like a late afternoon yeah, summer class I think or I something. Had like and a summer class, so I was still. Hayden texted me. I was like, "Nathan's brother's gonna yeah. pick you up at the indoor." I was like, "Okay." So Sounds good. He just picked me up at the practice facility and. I hopped in. I was like, uh, hey. He was like, what's up? I'm Jared. <laughs> I was like, I'm Dustin. He's like, all right, let's go. <laughs> so I just hop in. and 15-minute car ride back to the house. Yeah, right out to the house. And shoot, the rest is history from there, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It was awesome. I I loved my time at UAM. I, I mean, no regrets at all. I'm Absolutely so happy not. that I went to play there. It might not have been the best facilities or things like that, but just the time there – um, the people you meet, uh, the coaches we got to play for, it just it meant a lot yeah. to me. It meant a lot to – I think everybody on the team, it meant something. It meant more than just playing the game of football. Right, you know? right. Well, and that's something Coach Jackson always stressed is, like, being from a – you know, I played 5A Texas high school football yeah. all the way up into my senior year, and then I was 6A. Yeah, like you're the two. biggest – Yeah, we were um, – yeah, we were second biggest – uh division division in yeah texas, in yeah. texas and so you know when i went to northern arizona it was a step up it was like oh this is college like you had a nice locker all uh-huh. this kind of stuff when you go to uam it's like not that yeah, at it's, all it's and not. that's something coach jackson stressed yeah. like he he told Our, me he told me on the phone call yeah. he was like you know this we don't have the nicest facilities we got an indoor that you know we can get some good work in but you know, he, UAM he is, really was preaching, like, I'm trying to turn this program around. And there was nothing from just, like, a ball player point of view. Like, you're like, absolutely, I want to be a part of that. Exactly. Like, and I've touched on this a little bit when I had Jamie on. But, man, if you've ever met Hud Jackson, there's just something there's something about being in his presence and getting to know the guy that just makes you want to, like, Run through a brick wall. Yeah, and and yeah. literally like, excuse my language, but bust your ass every day, right? Like just to try to make him proud, you know, right. just to try to, you know, just to try to live up to what he expects yeah. you to do. He's and a great just guy. his vision. Like he was always super transparent with the players. Yeah. Like when, before I got there, I think they won one game, and then they had like all these new coaches, yeah. and then a lot of turnover. I mean, I spe- you didn't really go. Th- you didn't ever go through a coaching change, but I had at, I didn't go through at a, safeties. I had yeah. a new coach every year. Yeah, no, Coach Hill was the coach uh, my whole time there. Right, he was yeah. always the head coach. And so, like, 
but the vision never never changed you know no matter who was in there as coach and this and that like you coach jackson would always tell you like hey this is our vision you know this is where what we're going for and my last year there we went to a bowl game and yeah that was fun dude <laughs> yeah it wasn't you know you hear about all these big d1 bowl games and all this stuff but you know from where we came from it's still fun though there, everybody says absolutely... that and i, I don't want to discount it too much we've i mean you touched a little bit on like uans facilities and stuff i'm sure it was a step down from what you were used to right but if you're from iola and play small time school like it's still it's not the nicest college. You know, our stadium was not big. No. No. But we did have like a we did had an indoor practice facility. Right. right. We had a decent weight room. Yeah, and that's um, that's not to like like a decent locker room and things like that. Yeah, and but, that's not to discount like UAM did they I would say and they're making improvements now, yeah. but like they they put their money in the right spot. Like yeah. How much time do you really spend in a locker room? Like oh, yeah. we're not at a, you know, an OU and A and M, uh, you know, any of these big schools where like you got a big player lounge and all that kind yeah, of stuff. No, that's not what we expect. But you know, just from like a bigger Texas high school football standpoint, like you really got to be committed to the game of football. Oh yeah, like yeah. you want to play at that level, and I of think course. that's something Coach Jackson always did a good job yeah. of communicating. Like, hey man, he made it very clear. Yeah, too. we don't have the best facilities. Yeah. You know, this might be a step down from you, from your 5, 6A Texas high school football, or your big Louisiana, or your big Arkansas football. But we work hard, and we want to win football games. And he he made it very clear, like, it, it you didn't, like you, you said it, and you didn't go to UAM for all the flashy stuff. No. Like, if you went there, you, you, wanted, to you wanted to play football, and you wanted to be on, like, a team that would rally together and, you know, make something happen. I was right. sort of looking back at, like, the roster and stuff. What was our first season there? 2016, 17? Uh, 2017, yeah. Yeah, so we talked no, 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 about 20, 2016. 2016 because, was the first season there? Yeah, because my first game there. Yeah, we there, graduated high school 2015 spring. Yeah. So 2015 fall And my first be, game there, we drove all the way to Alva, Oklahoma. Yep. And your brother, hours or whatever your brother went absolutely off that game. Uh huh. Yeah, and we lost 50, on a bad ankle. Too. Yeah, like messed up his ankle. Yeah, and, and we lost fifty nine to fifty six. <laughs> shootout, absolute. How shootout. far is that drive? What was it like a twelve hour drive on a bus or something that like that? That we made sixteen. Yeah, it I was, think because we oh stopped for walkthroughs. Terrible, twice. absolutely terrible. Um, from Monticello, Arkansas to Alva, Oklahoma. Yeah, southeast Arkansas to My first college game, I was like, oh, my gosh, we're finally doing it. Get to, you know, get on the bus, you know, separate buses, and do the whole thing, stay overnight, play a game. When I got back from that, I was like, I don't care if I ever get on another <laughs> bus. Uh, <laughs> that was not all that I thought it was going to be. I was trying to look back. You had touched a little bit about how bad they were before we got there. I think they had won. 2015, they were 1-10. in 10. Yeah, that was the year before we got there. Yeah, and then 2016, we went 4-7. and seven. So not, not great. amazing, but an, an up and up. And Better then, than one, one who win. Did, we had a big win that year, though. That was uh, the year we, we beat, beat Wachita, uh, Baptist Wachita Baptist for homecoming. Home. Yeah. And if you know anything about D2 football, you probably know who Wachita Baptist right. is because they're in the playoffs like every year. Every year. Yeah, that was a big win. Um 
We didn't win a single away game that year. <laughs> we were <laughs> we were not home, the road home, wars. <laughs> home crowd, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, convoy. We had to wait till all our family came. Yeah. To win a game. <laughs> convoy Leslie. When you get all three thousand people behind you, it's crazy, isn't there? And then 2018, we were six and five. That was our last year there. That was my last season there because of my injuries. Yeah. And things. I think it was yours. Yeah, my too. last. Yeah, yeah, my last year. Yeah, I would yeah, have played. I graduated in December. Yeah. And you graduated in the spring, right? You could have stayed. Yeah, I would have had. I would have had one year, more but. season, but after my hip surgery, I and we had the same hip surgery yeah. actually, coincidentally enough, but. I had my hip surgery. I had been rehabbing it and stuff, and I talked to Coach Jackson. I was like, hey, Coach, what do you think? And he was like, like once again, just him being straightforward with you. He just looks at me and goes, son, you want to play one more year of college football, or do you want to play with your kid when you're 40? Right. And I was like, well, and that's the thing, fair like, enough. you know, uh, Especially with that that same hip surgery, his son will. Yeah, he had multiple ha- hip surgery. Mo- the same yeah. surgery multiple times. and. Yeah. You had it your last season, after your last season. Yeah, I figured surgery. out on my birthday that Did I had you, to have it. Yeah. And I he had already That was after a shoulder surgery too. Yeah, right? so my Yeah, my college career was I'm not gonna say like injury riddled, right. but my injuries didn't help me at all. So when I got to UAM uh my freshman year, I think I started nine of the ten games mm-hmm. or eight of the ten games or something like that. So, really, I did really well my freshman year, and I was like, dude, this is awesome. You know, I played right. four years of college football, pretty much be a starter every year. I was like, this is awesome. Uh, summer workouts after my freshman season, I'm benching. My shoulder had been sort of bothering me a little bit, like in practice and workouts and things like that. I I think I have 135 on the bench. I'm just yeah. warming up, right. and my pick just, I feel it, like, feels like it pops. And I'm like, oh, my God gosh dude what just happened i get up and go to the trainers and everything and we do physical therapy they think i pull my pec muscles so we shelly yeah what a lady (laughs) she's a great lady but we waste like probably two months of my recovery time just because you didn't get it checked because yeah i actually yeah they thought maybe i just tweaked my pec or something so i was doing rehab and things like that finally that wasn't going well so i went to you know little rock and got checked out and finally had Shoulder surgery in Arkansas, came back for one season, played the next season. I think I maybe started like five games or something. It was just sort of downhill. I was nursing my shoulder along the whole time. And then play the whole next season. Yeah. Yeah. Whole next season, last game of the season against SAU. Mm -hmm. Um, We're on field goal. And I take, like, my jab step, and somebody hits me, and I feel my hip pop. And I was just like, Nothing that's worse. it. Yeah. I was like, that's it. I hobble off the field. Well, we win that you game. you kind of knew the feeling because I had <laughs> yeah. already had the surgery. So yeah. we, had we win that game in miraculous fashion, anyhow, yep. and go you know, first bowl game UAM's been to. And I don't even know. I don't want to speculate, I, but yeah. I would say probably 20 years maybe. Yeah. Was it like, I think Since, it was like 16 I think that years was or something time, like that, I think right? that was the first time they had made like a bowl game or a postseason type of game since they had been in the GAC for sure. Yeah, since they had been to that conference. Yeah. So, yeah, so I get hurt that game. We end up winning in a last-second field goal uh, battle of the Timberlands. 
senior day, right. just a big deal, and get our bowl bid and uh, limp it out all for the couple weeks before the bowl game, play in the bowl game for a little while, but I can barely get around. You know, I can't really get around like you need to. I've got yeah. it completely taped up like I'm like a robot. I can barely move. So after that, I you know go back to Little Rock, go to the doctors and everything, and find out I got to have hip surgery, and that's pretty much when I had found out on my birthday that, that, you had to that I had to have hip surgery and so yeah. that was pretty much the that pretty much the uh was straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, <laughs> that was kinda, it for me after that. I kinda, just two surgeries in three years, I was like, Yeah, I don't, I don't wow. want to tough it out, you know. It's not worth it for one more year. I knew I wasn't going to the league, so Right. <laughs> yeah, kind of similar fashion, you know, we had we were I think first few games of the season and I was playing on like all the special teams and this and that and we had two pretty good safeties so I was just um Diesel's trying to say what's up yeah. but uh you know we had two pretty good safeties so I wasn't too mad that I wasn't playing a lot and stuff and but I was still getting time in on all the special teams and yeah. stuff and then next thing you know like I'm running down on kickoff and I'm like man my legs like really bothering me kind of same sort of situation you know and uh after the season go get it checked out and they're like yeah you gotta have hip surgery so had the hip surgery like three days after our last game i think and then um we had actually gone through a coaching change at the time and like the, a position coach. yeah position coach change sorry about that and um I mean, if you know, like, how I grew up, my grandpa was a lifelong coach. My dad is everything football, and I think I just have, like, kind of a deeper understanding of the game than a lot of guys. So when I was hurt – Yeah, I mean, you, I would – you know the game <laughs> in and out. You're very good. If you ever decided you wanted to be a coach, there's no doubt in my mind. I think I could do it, yeah. <laughs> you probably could. <laughs> you pretty much did your last – Season right. At yeah. And so, so we went through. Uh, that's when we got a new defensive coordinator, Coach Drago, came in, and I got a new position coach, Coach Drago, crazy man. <laughs> I remember we were doing like first walkthrough, and I, I got to like, tell this one story about Drago. Hold on, <laughs> I know exactly what story you're about to tell. <laughs> Going back to my shoulder surgery, so I have it in the spring. I'm rehabbing. You know, it takes a couple months. So you can't run or anything. You're in a sling for a long time. They don't want you bouncing it around. I come back to summer workouts, and the first day back, we're running 110s or guts, yeah. whatever you call it. What it is is you run from the back of one end zone to the back of the other end zone, and it's for time. Okay, you got to make it in. Back of one end zone to the front of the To the, the front other. of the other end yeah. zone. It's 110 yards, whatever it is. And we're running, and how many have we run that day? We're probably on, like, number 11 maybe. Yeah. Just, I think you told us we were running 15, and we probably ran 20-something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the whole team's out there. It's middle of the summer. If you've ever been to southeast Arkansas, it's super humid, and it feels like you're wearing the humidity like a coat. It's my first day back in workouts. I am literally dead. Like, I'm throwing up. I'm trying to go behind the building and throw up because I don't want all my teammates to see me like that. Coach Drago starts yelling at me, get but, uh, out of here. But a testament to you, you never missed a whistle to get back on the line and, like, yeah, start no, running Yeah, no, I mean, I was doing it. I might yeah. have died trying to do it, but I wasn't going to give <laughs> right, up. So, right. 
Um, he's yelling at me, get over here and throw up in front of your team. <laughs> I'm like, man, I, they don't want to see me do that. And finally, I think we run uh, one more down and back, and I am literally like dead. And he's yelling at me and all the other bigger guys like, get up. He always used to love to call us all fat and uh, stand up straight and quick, get off your knees. And Jared, bless his heart, he's just the best person <laughs> I ever met. He's down at the other end of the uh, goal line. He steps out and goes, Coach, this is his first workout back. He just got back from surgery. He looks at Jared and goes, what are you, a effing doctor? <laughs> and Jared just looks down the line and sort of shrugs his shoulders at me, and I'm just like, yeah, thanks for trying, pal, but it's whatever. <laughs> yeah, my best shot, you know. <laughs> yeah, so when he asked Jared, what are you, a doctor? I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to have to. I knew to shut my mouth with that. <laughs> <laughs> that second. I was like, all right, I'll get back on the line. <laughs> I'm going to have to tough this one out and just push through it. But, yeah, those summer workouts in college are a different beast. Dude. Yeah, I remember we – Right after those summer workouts, we had just gotten back to, like, be- being able to do, like, somewhat of a walkthrough. And yeah. when you get a new defensive coordinator, like, he wants to get installing as fast as possible. So we're, like, you know, we got people out there, and I'm hurt. So I'm, like, oh, I'll be the quarterback. You know, I had just gotten off crutches, mm-hmm. and we, like, mimicking some play that is, like, kind of a quarterback option kind of deal. And I kind of, like hobble around and he's like you want to give me some effort you want to give me a look here or what <laughs> and i'm like dude i just had hip surgery i was on crutches three yeah. days ago <laughs> like calm down he's like give me some effort and i'm like yeah. all right whatever man but he was all go no what yeah at that point um at that point coach jackson had actually set me down because like i said his son had the same surgery multiple times and he was like look man you've made uh you made your presence known uh kind of as like somewhat of a coach and you really understand the defense. And he was like, I'd like for you. I mean, you know, like D two ball, you aren't, you don't have a bunch of GAs rolling around. You don't have a bunch of student assistants. Yeah, There's not analysts and things. Right. Like- so he's, uh, he pretty much came to me and said, I'd like for you to wear a headset on the sidelines. And I just told him as long as you're still open to me playing special teams and still getting out there and playing some ball, I'm absolutely open to it. and I mean, That's exactly what you did, too. Yeah. I mean, you would run down on kickoff and do kickoff return and all that good stuff. Come back on the sideline, run set off my the helmet down, <laughs> put my headset on. You know, that's oh. – um, I, I don't know. I w- obviously, like, when you're at the college level, when you're playing sports, like, you want to be out there playing no matter what. But looking back on it, like, I wouldn't trade those moments. No. Because no. we had uh, – two all-conference safeties that year and i probably wasn't going to play a ton anyways so why not be the most involved you can be and just do everything you can to help the team in any way that you can really and so i wouldn't trade it but no i wouldn't either i like i said my my career sort of as far as playing time and things like that dwindled out actually towards the end of my career when you think it picks up towards the end of your year but injuries will do that to you man a couple surgeries and a lot of miles later, it'll change you. By the end of it, you. we were just having a grand old time at the farmhouse. Yeah, you know, I mean. Playing golf in the backyard. <laughs> yeah. We used to, uh, we lived on like 18,000 acres is what yeah. our landlord owned we or had something like, like that. We lived on like 
unfenced probably half an acre and then we had probably an acre or two fenced yeah. behind us and then <clears throat> behind that we had thousands of acres thousands like of acres i remember asking mr around, joe man. one time hey how many acres you got he goes i don't know this highway to the next one and i was like <laughs> all right then. pretty big place but we used to always our favorite game to play was uh we would like toss a bucket out or not even toss a bucket out we no, would just trees. pick trees in yeah. our yard and we would just made a little you know, golf we course. had our own tee boxes and we yep. would just play quote unquote golf in our yard and if you hit the tree that was technically like you making the shot. Yeah, you making the shot was hitting the tree and things like that. It didn't help us at all. No, but. not at all. I mean, especially after today. <laughs> yeah, we played golf today, and, yeah, it didn't help our game no, very much. <laughs> my game's still struggling, but, you know, you'll have those days. You have that on those big jobs. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, UAM, man, we could tell all kind of stories oh my about, gosh. about the Weevils. <laughs> no, I think uh, looking back at UAM, like, you know, you talk with people that went to a lot of these bigger schools and stuff and, you know, the big parties they went to and all that kind of thing. I love just telling people we it was a dry county. So yeah. we lived fifteen minutes from the campus, but we lived three two, minutes from the <laughs> two hit, minutes from the liquor, liquor store. store. <laughs> but the greatest part about like where we were set up is that we could just have a fire in our front yard. Yeah. No fire pit, just literally a flat piece of ground that we were yeah. like Fire. Where we lived in Arkansas is very much like living in Iola. Absolutely, yeah. You just did whatever you wanted to. Right. And on a weekend, like that, you said. That was the best part about it because, like we said, you know, we lived three minutes from the liquor store. So we just had, it was like a revolving door yeah. of Everybody people. had to pass by right. our house. And I'm They'd sorry if you don't think this, but everybody in college goes to the liquor right. store. And People so honk on, the honk way on their way by and stop, stop on, on the way, way back, back. into yep. town. It, it might just be to swing by and say, what's up? But they knew that we would be sitting out there by a fire just hanging out yep. and that they were welcome to stop by and visit for a few minutes. And Whether it was the football team. Football, baseball uh, team, baseball, anybody. Everyone. I mean, our house was just like a – it was like a community house pretty right. much for everybody that was in town. Yep. And so, yeah, our, our time at UAM was – it was amazing. I wouldn't trade that for absolutely for not. No. Absolutely not. No. So, other than UAM, uh, we talk about hunting a lot on this podcast. You're a big hunter. Um, Try to. I sort of touched on it a little bit. I think I was talking with either Jamie or Cord. I don't know about Dirty Texas Outfitters. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the guy's name. Sam. You, Sam. Okay. Yep. You know the owner. Um. And yeah, you've been was, on a hunt with him before, sort of yeah, tell us about um, his he's good, ordeal. Good buddies was, I think they were college roommates, but... I think that's right, because when I met my, Sam, he told me that they were. Yeah, one of my good high school buddies, Harry, he went to Texas Tech, and I don't know if they were friends before or not, but he pretty much, Sam started Dirty Texas Outfitters pretty much in college, and you know, started getting all this permission to go hunt and stuff. So then um, I was with our buddy Blake, and he was like, hey, we're going on this crane hunt with Sam. You want to come? And I was like, absolutely. And so we went out to West Texas and shot some crane. I mean, he put them on it. Put us on him. So he's a he's a cool guy. I've only yeah. met him one time. Super down to earth. But... Super down to earth, like super transparent. Like, yeah. You know, if you don't get on the birds in one spot, he's like, "Hey, man, let's 
you know, let's go try this other spot or, hey, let's shift around, let's do something different. But, I mean, the days we were there, we got on them and you can only kill three. Yeah, three. And um, I think we limited out both hunts we went on so they do more than just cranes too right uh-huh like, yeah he he's, he's, hog hunts he's really and... expanded i think he he does a lot of i mean we saw you know you're getting to the blind similar to duck season you know you're getting to the blind four or five a.m and you roll up on pigs i think one morning we were ready, headed out to the stand and we were driving behind sam and he's got like a big uh enclosed trailer with all the decoys and stuff in it and these pigs just run across the road, and he just hops out and shoots them. And starts blasting yeah, at them. Yeah, starts blasting. <clears throat> they're like one or two dead. We just throw them off in the woods. and you know, <laughs> A lot of people might not like that, but those pigs are super invasive. And yeah, it is what it is. If they don't like it, it's tough. Yeah, we'll put some <laughs> hogs in your background, backyard and see how you like it. Yeah. You, know? you sort of touched on you being an accountant. Um I feel like ever since I've known you, that's what you told me you were going to be. I ask, everybody knows what I'm going to ask you. Is that what you thought you were going to do when you were younger? No. So when I was like super young, I really wanted to be a Texas Ranger. I used to watch like all the old Westerns, Walker, Texas Ranger, like. Heck yeah. Rubber band gun on my hip all the time. (laughs) Like shooting rubber bands everywhere. But when I went to NAU, they're. I mean, you're in, like, the mountains of Arizona. Is that in Flagstaff? That is in Flagstaff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Pav, Pav just talked yeah, about Yeah, Pav that. mentioned it, and that's the only reason I knew Flagstaff was in the mountains was because you went there. <laughs> yeah, I got trapped in a snowstorm. <laughs> I am not a very good um, geographical person. I'm, I'm not good at geography, so. Well, yeah, flat, northern Arizona, Flagstaff, but, like, in the in the woods, all that kind of stuff. So I went there, and kind of was thinking you know maybe maybe game warden so i was like oh forestry would be great yeah looked at the literal like class schedule for forestry and was like yeah i'm out on this so i was like oh mechanical engineering that might be cool so i took a few classes and that took a few math classes and was like man i'm really enjoying kind of like the math side of this and once again looked at like my future classes and i'm not i'm not the best at science like biology and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and chemistry and all that. So I was like, "Hmm, you know, maybe that's just more of like a applied life kind of situation. So had a talk with a good mentor of mine, Ken, and he's in uh, he's a CPA and he was like, man, you really can't go wrong with an accounting degree. You can use it in a lot of different spaces. And so I had taken those math classes, really enjoyed it, and was like, I guess I'll make the switch, and yeah, made the switch to accounting and never looked back. Yeah. I know when I, like I said, when I got to UAM, that was your plan, so you never turned back from that. No. You enjoy what you do also, I mean, or at least you talk like you do. No, I absolutely do. You know, I thought, you know, everyone's thought kind of going into accounting is, you know, maybe be a CPA, but once I got into the corporate world, as weird as this is to say, like, I like seeing how our business succeeds, and I don't want to look at taxes all day. And Other I know people's money all day. Yeah, I, I, and you know, CPAs do a lot more than just taxes, like to give them credit, but their big thing is tax season. Yeah, I mean, and that's so, what they're known for. Right, and taxes. so I, um, 
actually, once again, Ken told me, hey, go get some experience in the corporate world. And if you don't like it, you know. You always got a spot. You always got a spot at my firm. But yeah. I uh, haven't taken them up on that offer yet. So. <laughs> That's sort of like me in my situation. Right. I I left the bank and, I mean, absolute just wonderful people who work at the First State Bank of B-Dies. And when I told them I was leaving, they said, well, you always got a spot here. So if you figure out you don't like it, you know, you can always come back. Haven't taken them up on it yet. <laughs> I loved working there, but I hope I never have to <laughs> <laughs> never have to do that. Um so it's a it's a good thing. It's a it's a very good thing when you like what you do every day. Absolutely, yeah. You know, in today's world, you know, during COVID we all went home and now we're back to like a hybrid schedule, so I get a few days at my house, a few days in the office. It's real nice, you know. Like the people, I think another big thing is like the people you work with. You know, we have a have a really good team, and um, that's one of the things they told me from the gate is, hey, at this company, we don't want to kind of pigeonhole you into one thing, and uh, they haven't. Yeah. I've gotten to explore a lot of different stuff, <clears throat> so um, you know, I like what I do right now. So. Well, that's awesome, dude, and I'm very happy um, for you. I'm happy to see where you've you know how far you've come in your uh corporate career if you would just in a short time of being out of school yep. i mean yep. it it hasn't come from a lack of work because when we were in school like you said you had a you had the job while we were there and yeah, so you so would work I, um, on your computer in the house we would all be hanging out playing video games maybe drinking a beer or something you'd be in your room typing away working and right. so it hasn't come from a lack of you know dedication and work i just want to say i'm i'm happy for you and i'm i'm proud of you, Thank you. for how you've come mm -hmm. i mean what are you a senior senior accountant senior yeah. accountant yeah now, so, so i actually um i was the first accounting intern at my company yeah and um they didn't really have an intern program but were like hey we we got stuff we can give him and so did some interviews and over the summer interned and then they had a had a guy quit and they were like hey we uh you know you've worked for us you understand our systems we don't need a full-time person right now but we'd love if you could do 10 12 hours every two weeks or so you know just help us out and i was like Go to college, get paid. Absolutely, <laughs> no doubt. Sign me up for that. <laughs> Jared bought law tea every time we went. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, worked uh, worked a little bit from school, and most of the time was working in class and stuff. <laughs> and uh, I took a couple accounting classes. I took accounting one, I think. And I yeah, I had a uh, when I came back. I only had a semester left. Like I said, I graduated in December, so. The way accounting classes work, you have to kind of be in that like first and second semester setup. So I kind of had some quote unquote like not as hard classes my last semester. So I'd kind of get the get the essence of the course and and <laughs> do some work and then next thing you know you're also gifted that way too though you're a very smart guy so you just got to hear a little bit of it and then you just pick it up and run with it so. i try i try not me i did everything that i could um, oh i remember helping you in those accounting classes <laughs> <laughs> weaseled my way through college but i also remember 
uh, sometimes when I was working, you're like, ah, I could do this. You want to give me some of your pay? <laughs> <laughs> I'd help out any way I could. Um, I took a I took a lot of science classes being an ag major. Yeah. Um, a lot of science classes. You and Ian studying all those nights and stuff. Yeah, I don't we'd know be how y'all did it. studying plants and seeds and different funguses and. That's why I got out of forestry. All kind of stuff. Yeah. It. Ian, uh, our other roommate, one of our other roommates in college, he. He's very good at that stuff. Are you going to take the pod on the go and take it to his wedding? Oh, I mean, yeah, he's getting married in October. Um, we're all headed to Missouri uh, for his wedding. Get a pod going in Missouri. I might ought to take it up there with me, huh? That would be fun. Maybe get all of us on there together. What a time. You've ever heard Ian talk? He's not super talkative, <laughs> so I don't know how much we would get out of him. I think if we got on the subject of hunting, though, Ian could ramble he for knows. some hours. I learned some things, for sure. Yeah, I've told y'all a story about Ian <laughs> <laughs> on Zach's podcast. Yeah, but yeah he's getting married uh, in October, just October. a couple of years. October couple months. 14th, I think. 14th, something yeah. like that, yeah. Because I think it's... Are y'all going to drive up there or fly up there? Oh, we're driving. Yeah. I don't know how far it is, but I'm not flying either. You should pick me up on the way. That's what you should do. If we have to go through Dallas, maybe. I mean, you wouldn't. But you should. <laughs> but I should detour and pick you up. <laughs> just come up, spend a few days with us, and then we'll... we'll just take off a whole week for Ian's wedding. You own your own business. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't have to take <laughs> off, but my wife has a job. <laughs> Peyton can do it. Peyton can do it. <laughs> we flew with Sutton for the first time uh, for July 4th. We went down to yeah. Florida for a week, and we flew with Sutton for the first time. How'd that go? It would have been perfect, I think, if we didn't have a layover flight. Oh, the connecting. Yeah, so like, we fly southwest everywhere we go. And it's very hard to find like a nonstop southwest right. flight. Right. They almost always connect for some reason. So the first flight is really good. We leave Houston um, early in the morning, and we fly to Nashville. And then we head from Nashville to Jacksonville. So... Which makes no sense yeah, no, geographically no. to me. The way back was even <laughs> weirder, <laughs> more weird, so we'll get to that. But So we leave uh, Houston and fly to Tennessee, and he sleeps the whole way to Nashville, so it's fine. It's early in the morning, he sleeps the whole way. Well, we get to the airport in Nashville, and he's, you know, being a baby and, you know, just getting woke up and everything. So he's a little fussy on the flight over to Jacksonville, but it all works out. But on the way back, we fly from Jacksonville, we leave Jacksonville, and fly to Dallas. Yeah, you were, uh, I think you were Snapchatting me, and I was like, yeah. dude, I'll just come pick you up. Come <laughs> we hang had out. like a two-hour layover in Dallas, and I was like, it's only a three-hour drive home from here. Like, I could leave here and be home before the plane, plane lands, and I get home from Houston, but... It is what it is. For him being one year old, I think he did very well. We didn't get kicked off the plane. He's such a good baby, man. He did crap his pants like right before we landed in Houston on our way home, so we had to sit there for like you know twenty minutes and maybe <laughs> smelling his poop and we were all <laughs> I was looking around. And Peyton was it. like, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> they won't let you get up. We were already like on the way down. Right. So no, he did good. We're very blessed. He's a he's a very good baby. He's a good baby. He's. Sort of under the weather right now. He's a little fussy, uh, more fussy than usual. But yeah, we're. But I was still walking him around. He was just having yeah. a good time. Like, yeah, he's a he's a good baby. Our next one is probably gonna really make us pay for right. it. Right. <laughs> but that's usually how it works, from what I hear. 
I don't know. I'm not experienced in that kind of stuff. But. Yeah. That's probably well, – my parents would probably say the same thing. Their first one was really good, and then their second one made them pay for it. Yeah, and then my parents would say same thing, except the third one was the best one. <laughs> Your first two, yeah. they they were trying for a good one maybe. Yeah, yeah. Jared has two older brothers, Peter and Nathan, and they're all – I mean – all three We're of y'all all, are pretty much my brothers now. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think that you can go to a small town like Monticello, Arkansas, and live with people like that and not become yeah. just great no. friends. No. I mean, practically family. So. Our, uh, when I moved into the farmhouse, it was a three-bedroom house. There was four of us living there. Yep. And so I... Converted garage was always the... Uh, spot that had the two beds but when yeah. you moved in i just Nathan, stayed on the couch for a while you stayed on the couch and then you got a bed or an air mattress and then a bed yeah but then by the time you got a bed nathan was pretty much he was going strong with sydney so he wasn't at the house often and then i think one weekend you were like dude can i just like move in here yeah i told nathan i was like bro if you're never gonna stay here and i was like i'm just gonna sleep absolutely in here. dude <laughs> I was like, I don't know why I'm, I'm sleeping in the same room as Hayden, and there's an empty bedroom like just right, just has right literal stuff us. in it. And I was yeah. like, I just told, finally told Nathan, I was like, dude, when you're here, the room's yours. But if you're not here, I'm, yeah, so I'm yeah. gonna stay in the room. Right. So, and that's where I ended up eventually staying. Yeah. Until I left there. And that's where same room you and Jamie stayed in. Me and Jamie actually shared that room because right. instead of the big room. We'd never just had three people in right. the house, you know. No, we we never did because it was at first it was me, you, Hayden and Well, Hayden. we started off Man, you really missed the good times. We started off in a double wide. Yeah, y'all were at the trailer house. I'm yeah. glad I missed those times. That was some times, to say the least. We started off in the double wide, moved over to the farmhouse. Just somehow, my dad like met this guy at a gas station. Yeah, I was, was gonna like, say he met Joe at a gas station, didn't he? Yeah, and was like, "Hey, my sons live right over here in this trailer house, and they're looking for an actual house." And this guy was like, "Oh, call this guy." It was Mr. Joe and Dr. Um, Joe Miles. Dr. Joe Miles and uh, dude, it's still crazy to me that he pulled Jamie's tooth. Like, yeah. <laughs> if you've ever seen, we Joe, always saw him like post work on the farm. Yeah, I went to him a couple times. On I, I, oh really? Yeah, I got a. I had a root canal when I was younger. I had a root canal when I was younger, and so they put like a fake cap. Yeah. And oh, I, yeah, your cat yeah, came off, Yeah, right? playing football, yeah. it had sort of cracked and loosened up, and it came off one day. And I called Joe, and I was like, man, my cap fell off. And so he put I'm it on back him. on there. If you've ever seen Joe and seen me, he's much bigger than I am. Yep. Height, around, hands are But, man, huge. did he have his duck hunting locked in? Yeah, so Joe was a dentist, and... uh. Owned all the land that we lived on. Right. He farmed, and then he had the duck hunting on lock. Yeah, I don't think you That's know a really lot of people. Ones. A lot of people have summer jobs and all that kind of stuff. We just worked for Mister Joe. Yeah, we just did what we went to workouts in the morning, did our summer classes if we had them, and then and he just texted us, "Hey boys, y'all want to do some work?" And we were like, 
Yeah, what do you need us to do? Yeah. Remember that one time we went and brushed in a duck blind and all the plants died like a week later because it was 95 degrees. Yeah, I think he had to be messing with us. Yeah, I think that was like Because a, we had a bunch of bushes in front of our house and he made us... Dig them up. Like, dig them up. Well, did we dig them up or we, we cut them? We dug them up at our house and then he was like, oh, there's the same kind of plants like, okay, so over we, by the so camp we house. Did, we did so we went and up. dug all these plants up and then put them in front of this duck blind with no water. Yeah. And they all just burned they just up all in died. like a week. Yeah. yeah. It was a waste of time. But it never failed, though. Joe would always come to your house after a night of us having a party. Well, he lived right across the road from us, so he always knew when we had parties right. at the house and knew when he, we had been He'd always night. text us, y'all have a good night last night? Yeah. And we're like, uh, hopefully it's not too loud. But yeah. I mean, that's our landlord living yeah. right across the street. He would always come over and be like, all right, boys, up and at them. Best way to work out a hangover is to sweat it off. <laughs> Two ways to get over a hangover. Either keep drinking or start working. <laughs> yeah, or start working. So he would put us a to A lot work. of the times we'd start working. Uh, yeah, and most of our work was moving his old ladies in and out of the <laughs> house. <laughs> he rotated through a few of them while we were there. Man. <laughs> but he, I mean, he's lived there, I think his... I think he's, yeah, he's whole, from there. Yeah, he's been his, there his whole, whole life. life. And yeah. so the stories... After working with him, like just sitting on the truck bed, yeah, the stories were like crazy because his family's been there forever, and he's awesome. He's a he, good guy. I mean, and he he reached out to me the other day and bought something. I I told oh, you right? I was yeah. like, uh, he he really wants us to come up there and visit him. We really need to. He's got an awesome camp house there. Um, I always tell my buddies, I'm like, oh yeah, I got this spot. Southeast Arkansas, but <laughs> you know, deep down, I'm like, oh yeah, me, Destiny, and Jamie, yeah. we all need to go back and just go on a. Yeah, uh, he would. He, I think he, he used to really let us hunt. That. You know, not his honey holes. So well. Well, he had a son that was our yeah. age, and so he took all of his friends out there. But he, he, I can't. We would go hunting with him, and we. Yeah, behind his house. I mean, just talking about like duck hunting and all that kind of stuff. The way he could move water miles away yeah was incredible you shut off a valve like two right. miles away stack some boards over here and next thing you know you got water flowing yeah three by miles the house down and, the road yeah. behind the house but i'll never get over that morning that we uh freezing cold freezing cold we wake up hung over yeah we had had a we had, had a, a fun night. night we, had, we a fun. had a night before and we're we were in college <laughs> yeah we had uh headed out to this little hole and uh we also stayed up until like 4 a.m right and then we left at like 6 a.m yeah so we're running we're all running on two hours of sleep and we like kind of pull the truck up and we're like all right let's park the truck here and it's just a stock tank you know nothing nothing big nothing crazy for duck hunting that's but all we you had needed it, there yeah though, but yeah. we had seen a ton of ducks on it and we go through this little valley that has some water <laughs> in it and Jamie just takes one step and just busts his butt. <laughs> he oh looked like a gosh. cartoon. He was standing <laughs> shot, motion, shotgun we were, yeah. on his back and his little his feet are <laughs> his feet are slipping over and over again on the ice and finally just wham right on his back. And then we we all proceed to just I think we shot maybe two three ducks that morning. Well, yeah, because every time I looked over at you, you were leaned up against a tree sleeping. Falling asleep. We all <laughs> fell asleep on the bank. Man. It was freezing that morning, too, dude. But also, those wood duck hunts that he took us on, way back up in there. Yeah, we'd just go in the afternoon. 
And he'd be like, what are y'all doing this evening? Well, nothing, just hanging out. All right, come on, get your guns. We're yeah. going. we just ride out in the evening, kill wood ducks, dude. Right. It was fun. Just shoot them as they fly by. It, it was a... And then goose hunting, he was like, kill as many as you can. As many as you can, dude. You know, you've touched on that before on yeah. pr- previous podcasts, but like... Those farmers up there, they, they hate they those tear up, I mean, and we're hogs talking, and geese. Yeah, we're they talking just tear, geese. Yeah, they just tear up the land, poop everywhere, all that kind of stuff. So he was yeah. like, as many as you can kill, kill them. Yep. Kill them at night if you have to. <laughs> <laughs> the sun's going down. <laughs> the sun is going down, but yeah, no rules when it came to the snow geese on his place. Yeah, that was, man, UAM was wild. It's a, it's like a little hidden gem almost, dude. Right. And a lot of people who went there talk bad about it because it's small and this and that, but I really wouldn't have had Brings my, you some of your greatest friendships, yeah, dude. I, I mean, I, I look back on it, and I'm like, I would not trade that time to be at a, I mean, if I went big D1, maybe I would have a different opinion. But Oh, I've told Jamie that, too. I wouldn't have traded my time at UAM for anything. Nothing. But if A&M or Florida or somebody would have came knocking on the door and it was either between Florida and UAM, Florida. I probably would have been a Florida Gator. Right. <laughs> so. Right. But at the same time, like, we made the most of our time there, and oh, it's yeah. great. Yeah. But I want to ask you, man, I mean, you went out on your own December. Yep. and December 9th. You're killing the game. I'm trying to. <laughs> I mean, coming down here, I brought – my first belt yes yeah. that you ever made that is wild me <laughs> and i think it was a belt that was too small for jamie and you were like hey i can tool this for you and i was like absolutely dude i'd love to have i don't that. even know what it was i did and i made it i think it was like a belt that you had but it was too small for you too small for jamie and so you were like, hey, I'll put your initials on here i had probably cut it wrong because <laughs> i did that a lot when i was starting and I mean, just to see, like, now I have a belt that you made me for award on your wedding day. Yeah, so, so a little over two years ago. And now, and if you wallet, see them now. In a wallet. I, I think I took a picture. If not, I need to. But of the first belt you made me in college, then the belt you made me for your wedding, and then the wallet you made me, it's just like... it's. You're committed, dude. <laughs> you're taking progress. your you're taking your <laughs> skills to the next level, and I mean, as like just a super proud fin- friend, like I can't share your stuff enough because if I can get you like one order, even if it's just me saying, yeah. "Oh yeah, I want something like that," like those uh shell pouches you made, like, "Oh yeah, I want something like that." Yeah, those are sweet. Um, like I just can't be more proud as a friend to see you go off and succeed and just take your craft to the next level. Well, man, I, I really appreciate it. It has been, um, I can't really say too up and down right now. I've been very blessed since I left the bank. Um, before I left and decided to go full time, it probably wasn't the most ideal time to make the decision. Um, I left in December. So Sutton was born, my wife and I had our first kid in June. Yeah. I left the bank in December. <laughs> so just a couple months old, and I came home and told Peyton, I was like, man, I just, I, I feel like there's something here. Yeah. And I, I started, when Timeless first started, I started uh, with a partnership with Ricky. Um, 
he did Great wood. Guy. He did Great woodwork. Guy, yeah, way. amazing guy. I owe a lot to that guy. Um, he did all the woodwork. I did the leather work. Everything was fifty fifty. Ricky actually came into my office one day. He knew that I enjoyed working at the bank. I didn't hate my job, but he knew that's not what I wanted to do my entire life. All I ever talked about was being an entrepreneur, working for myself. I, I, I never could see myself just working for somebody the rest of my life. It yeah. just wasn't for me, you know. Um, he's the one who actually came to me and was like, dude, if you ever want to do this, we're going to have to unfortunately not be partners anymore. And it sort of hurt. At first I was like, man, you don't want to do this anymore. But looking back at it, it was him was, looking out yeah, for me. Yeah, he was looking out for you. So we we went our separate ways, and I started just doing all my timeless stuff, all the leather stuff by myself. And then, man, I did that for a couple months, and finally one day I almost quit the bank on accident, honestly. Like it had just been so heavy on my mind. Yeah. Um, I don't, I've never really told anybody this story, but I was at the bank. I was in my office. I walked down for lunch one day. All I was thinking about the whole time at lunch was like, I could be at home right now working in my shop. You know, I get up, I go back to my office. I sit down in my chair. I'm there for like 30 seconds. I get up and I walk next door to like my sort of boss's office. You know, she's mm -hmm. much higher than I am. She's not the, uh, big boss of the bank or anything, but I go in there and I tell her, I'm like, I've got some thoughts. And she goes, okay, so when are you leaving? That's like the first thing she said to me. And I was like, what? And she was like, I know, like I can see it. She yeah. was like, I know that's what you want to do. She was like, you're 20, I think I was 24 at the time. She was like, you're or 25, however old I was. She was like, you're 25. You've got so much life ahead of you. And if you're going to take the chance, take it now. And right. so that's sort of what happened. I, like I said, I almost quit the bank on accident. I, I didn't go in there planning on telling her I was leaving. I just sort of was telling her that I had been thinking those things. And, and I mean, like shoot, you said, that was probably, that was probably before Sutton was born, maybe a little after maybe. And I told her, I was like, you know, I'll work here till the end of the year. I was like, I've, y'all have been nothing but great to me. I'll stay and try to help train whoever I can. And, uh, and that's just what happened. December 9th was my last day there, and I haven't looked back. But like I said, and everybody listening to this podcast, it's all because of y'all, honestly, is right. why I've been able to do all of this cool stuff, because y'all do. Um, between all my great friends and all my customers who have been so grateful to me, um, y'all are really what allow me to do all this fun stuff that I get to do. Right. You know, and allow me to try crazy things like Mind of a Maker. Like, who who would have ever thought that me and you would be sitting out talking on a podcast that one of us I mean, we hosts. were we were talking about it earlier today is, like, you know, at my job, I listen to so many different types of podcasts, yeah. whether it's, you know, sports or... Just anything. Know, true yeah. crime or, you know... <laughs> bettering ourselves like that's the way i spend my time at work is you know i either got music on or i got a podcast rolling and when you're like hey i i think i'm gonna start a podcast like i listen to them all the time mm -hmm. and i might as well just give my best shot like you said it best i think uh i told peyton it meant a lot to me when you shared the first episode of the podcast on facebook and it was super simple all you said was like uh so proud of my buddy Dustin. If he sees something he likes, he's gonna try it no matter what. 
And that's yeah. sort of just how I live my life. Yeah. It was like I wanted to try working for myself and doing my leather work. Uh, so I just tried it. And thank the good Lord above, it's been good, and it continues to be good. Hopefully we can keep it going. But same thing with this podcast, dude. I'm just trying it out. Right. Hopefully everybody likes it. I've gotten great feedback on it so far. I would have never thought that I would average over like 150 plays an episode. That doesn't sound like a lot, but for a guy that's it's just a lot to me sitting in Iowa, Texas, <laughs> yeah, at it's a, a lot to at me. A table in his shop, like yeah. I mean, and we were looking at your. I mean, Spotify is really cool, and the fact that you can look at your demographics, like yeah. you're in two, three different three countries. different countries somehow. Who, who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know anybody out. Some out guy of... <laughs> is just. Or girls just scrolling along and was like, oh, mind of a maker? Well, yeah. Let me try this out. I got it. Oh, yeah. It's an hour long. I can try this yeah. out. Like, I got an hour to spare during my work day. Like, that's really all it is, dude. If you got an hour, just sit down and listen to somebody talk. And, I mean, talk about anything. There's not like a, there's not a set. Uh, I talked about it with Court a little, but not like a, I don't know what you call it, genre, topic yeah. that I we mean, talk and, about here. We it's, didn't sit down and you have a bunch of, you know, we didn't go over like, no. hey, these are the questions I'm going to ask. Like, this is how you should prepare. Everybody asked we me. We just sat down, cracked yeah. a cold beer, and <laughs> Everybody asked me when I asked them to be on here. They're like, oh, well, what do I need to prepare for? I'm like, dude, we're just sitting down and talking. Yeah. Like, I talk to people all the time. Yeah. This podcast is literally the name of the podcast. I'm a leather maker, and it's my mind. Right. It's everything that I have to do. It's questions that I have to ask people who I find interesting, like Jared and everybody I've had before me and everybody that will come on after the Jared. It's literally just the mind of myself, the maker. Right. And it's just whatever you we stumble in into. Here, you sitting in here listening to podcasts and being like, oh, yeah, I could ask yeah. a lot of my buddies that same question. Exactly. Yeah. And some people find us funny. Some people probably think this podcast stinks, but. We're not for them, so it right. doesn't matter. Right. Thanks for the view. <laughs> yeah, they don't have to listen. As long as they listen to the first 60 right. seconds of right. it. Right, right, <laughs> Listen to 60 seconds of it before you decide you don't like it. <laughs> but no, I appreciate all the all the kind words from you. It means a lot. Yeah, it really does. Absolutely. It's It's nice to see that somebody sees all the hard work that you put into something. So It's been awesome so far. Hopefully we can yeah, like keep I, the ball rolling. Like I it. said, man, I mean, from a guy that sits – in an office or at my house working from 7.30 to 4.30 yeah. most of the time after that. Like, you know, like I said, I, I really enjoy my job, but from a guy that's like, ha both my brothers have been entrepreneurs and done their own thing and try to figure it out. Like, when you call me and you're like, hey, I got this question. I'm like, oh, fire me up. Like, yeah. you got an Excel question. I do or, call you a lot. <laughs> or you got, like, an accounting question. I'm questions. like, heck yeah, man, let's do yeah. it. But, I, I'm, a, I'm a much better leather worker than I am business <laughs> owner, I guess you can say. I slack on the bookkeeping stuff. That's a – it's all just sort of gets pushed to the back when you're in here grinding all day yeah. on projects, and then you don't think about it. And um, Next thing you know, you're playing catch-up. Yeah. I've the been nice working thing is, a nice lot, thing too. is you don't you don't report to anybody. You report to yourself. So yeah. as long as you're good by year end, you're good. Exactly. I got some big bosses, you know, yeah. waiting for a report. I'm, I'm about five month. months behind on my bookkeeping, so I'm about to bank out, break out the old bank ledger and get to yeah, work. <laughs> maybe we do some catch-up while I'm here. Yeah, maybe while I got Jared <laughs> and his quick little fingers here, maybe we make something shake, but uh, – yeah, it's it's been awesome. I actually I've been working a lot this week on trying to get a website up. 
Yeah. It's been good. Uh, well, and I think that's got some that's cool shirt thing. designs I want to release. You know, everybody loves apparel. Apparel is like a big part of the game. So. Apparel, and I think we've talked about it in the past, but like, man, I do not know how many times I've clicked on an Instagram link, and next thing you know, I got something in my house. Yep. Ten days later. Yeah. You know, and we've talked about like convenience you, yeah, and the, you the do, ease of purchasing is you what do really... a ton of custom stuff which is obviously what you do great at but also like how can you kind of have some products you yeah. know belt when we, i mean that's like where i get where i get super like into it is because you know you were like we were talking about just simple products and you're like ah yeah belts aren't really the thing because you know you have to have if you talk about like back stock, if someone just goes and they're like, you know, a 32 inch waist, and then you get a guy that's a 44 inch waist, you got to have that in stock ready mm-hmm. to just ship out the door. You're yeah. like, yeah, maybe it's more like the wallets that I can just yeah. make a simple little billfold. You probably could. I, I say simple, but I know it's a lot of work on you your could, end. I, I think you could do belts, but like. You... You'd have to have a lot of back stock. That's well, the, the time thing. and stuff that goes into tooled belts, you could, I, you could, yeah. do, you couldn't. No. have on stock tool belts and if you buy tool belts from a store that are like they aren't they've got 40 or 50 of them in right. a store in different sizes those aren't hand done no. like me and i mean that's what i love and like other, walking like, into a boot barn or cavenders or yeah. any kind of country store and being like my belt's handmade how about that <laughs> yeah those belts that you buy there they're not hand done like you buy right. from me or other makers in the i like area, seeing like, the timeless stamp on yes, the inside sir. of my belt <laughs> yeah there's a it's a it's a fun deal. I'm a huge fan of it, and like I said, we'll see what happens. We'll see where it goes. So, my mom always told me you could try anything for six months. Right. And we're on month number nine. So. So. <laughs> doing pretty good. Ho- hopefully it's hopefully you know no looking back. But. Absolutely. We'll, we'll we'll keep this train rolling as long as we can. Sort of change the topic here completely. This is something I. I don't know why it's just sort of a fun little question to ask. Peyton and I were talking the other day about this. Um, I would think maybe one of these would be the same as yours, just considering we lived together in college. Top three snacks of all time. Top three snacks. Like, just think you've come home from school. You're fixing to turn some cartoons on before you get on your homework. Maybe it's like a mid-afternoon snack to tide you over. Maybe it's an after-workout snack. Give me your top three. I know I just pr- yeah, threw yeah. that on you. Yeah, we. I did not prepare for this. Uh, yeah, but, I didn't ask you about um, that before you came here. Okay, if I'm going more dessert, right? Like yeah. I just put in a good workout. Maybe, oh, yeah, they don't have to be healthy maybe, at all. Maybe your boy deserves a little something nice. Yeah. I'm going double stuff Oreos and a glass of milk. Oh, that's, yeah. is that your 1-1 one, one, or you're like, um, I'd say that's my dessert okay. one one. All right, so you got to think like, through some of them. Yeah, but my one one, and it's actually kind of healthy, believe it or not. Apples and peanut butter. Apples and pe- that's a great combo. Undefeated. What kind of peanut butter are we talking? About? Oh, just Jiffy smooth Jiffy, peanut butter. Smooth. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Can't beat it. Like a sweet, like a are they Fuji apples? Oh the yeah. The sweet ones, yeah. the big red yeah. ones. You can just get the jar of peanut butter and yeah, circle them in yes, there. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Yes. They're a little cool. You slice them into your little your uh, little half moons and boom. Scoop that peanut butter up on there. Mm. I'll tell you. Okay, here's my next one. I'll stay on the peanut butter. Just a simple PB and J. 
Yeah. Or if you want to get spicy with it, peanut butter and honey on a piece of paper towel, and you're that's what you're eating it out of. No plate. No plate needed. <laughs> yeah. You just rip off one square of a paper towel. Yep. Two slices of bread. Yeah. Boom, boom. You're yep. good to go. And then you leave the knife like halfway in the yeah. sink. Because you're like gonna come back for a second. Hanging over one. the edge. You yeah. don't know if you're gonna make another one, so you just hang it there. You don't right. really put it right. in the dishwasher yet. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. I'm going to go a little off the rail here, maybe. Okay. This is probably just from growing up with my dad. You sit down, you grab a sleeve of Ritz crackers oh. and a cold Diet Coke. Okay. I'm with you on the Ritz crackers. If you're eating those Ritz crackers, and you know if you eat a couple of them, you need something to yeah, drink. right. Boy. Got to have something there. You hit that cold Diet Coke after you get a couple of those rich crackers in your mouth? Let me know. Oh, shock to the system. <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff right there. And that's probably come. my dad drinks Diet Coke. Like I think I could style, eat so. an entire sleeve of Ritz crackers anytime you ask me to. Oh, no doubt, dude. Absolutely. My dad does it almost every day. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Jan just keeps, she, <laughs> she has to order the big boxes. We I, I love rich crackers. I, li- I buy the little... The ones that has like the six in a, in a yeah, sleeve. Yeah, the small sleeves so you that's don't the feel terrible amount. about yourself. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the perfect amount. Eat yeah. a couple of those. Don't ruin your dinner. Cold Diet Coke. Yeah. Mm, that's a good one. All right, All right, third and last pick. Third and what last pick. Man, just a good snack. I'm going to go, there's a lot of different variations, but just a good old bag of pretzels. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it don't matter if it's some rolled golds. Now, do you like the ones that look like pretzels, or are you like a pretzel stick It don't stick matter. Guy? That's the thing. It don't matter. Get me, get me some dots. I've been on the dots lately. Dots are. Is that the one that has all the different flavors? Yeah. Southwestern seasoning. Oh yeah. 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 The dots in the red bag, whatever those yes. are. Yes. The original, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Dots are. They're I very think good. you just sit me down on the couch. Get me something playing on the TV. I don't care what it is. Bag of pretzels. And a bag of pretzels. And you're in there. I'm in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty good pick. Pretzels didn't cross my mind when I was thinking of these. I'm just saying. My third one probably could have been higher. Take me back to my childhood, a Cosmic Brownie. Ooh. Ooh. Good. Let me tell you. You get home from school, Cosmic Brownie, a little glass of milk. Man, let me tell you. So I, um, my friends, you know, when we were growing up, they used to love coming to my house. Yeah. Because my mom, the saint she is, every Sunday, we'd go to Sam's Club. And me and my brothers would go. Your mom is a saint. Absolutely. Like not, to, not to cut your story off, your mom's one of the nicest people I've ever Absolutely. met in my life. And having three boys, <laughs> she, she tells people, yeah, I got five boys. And they're like, five boys? And she's like, yeah, my husband counts as two. Yeah. My, da- my dad counts as two. So she's got five guys. But... um. She, uh, we used to go to Sam's Club every Sunday, and we had this little table that she'd have decorations on the top, but then down below were three baskets, right? Mm. And she used to, have, we used to have Scooby Snacks, always Scooby Snacks, are nutty good. nutty bars, oh. yep. And we used to rotate out the chaff chocolate, so we'd have nutty bars, zebra cakes, cosmic brownies. Zebra cakes was almost took over my cosmic brownies. Yeah. I love a good zebra cake. Those things, let me tell especially in the duck blind, when uh, they get a little cold. I'm a, uh, yeah. I'm an oatmeal cream pie guy. The little oatmeal yeah, cookies yeah, things. Absolutely. I don't know why, but me and my cousins would call them box box. Ma- maybe just, next time you go duck hunting, get you a zebra cake 
Oh. And some oatmeal cookies. Watch yeah. out now. Watch out. Watch out. But yeah, that's um I mean, I was just talking with my buddy Ryan the other day and we were kind of reminiscing back on our younger days and he was like, "Dude, I would come to your house specifically for the snacks." <laughs> like because my mom just every day if something had left, she was restocking. And then Man. throughout the week, Miss Lisa's a saint. She just restocked them them little wicker baskets of snacks and then next thing you know sundays we were i'd have to load the fridge and put them where they needed to go but after that ooh, snacks were on point man i used to um we never really had a ton of snacks my dad has always worked in construction he was a plumber growing up but always i feel like he would never finish his lunch so he would always bring his lunch home and maybe leave, leave like a like a little Debbie Swiss roll or something Ooh, in there. Swiss rolls. And it had been in the cooler getting cold all day. And so I'm home from school, and he comes home from lunch, and I'm just a chubby little kid raiding his lunch pail, going getting all the leftover snacks. But yeah, I those... used to barter at lunch. Oh, yeah, we used to. Because my mom, like I said, the saint she is, she'd pack my lunch every morning, and she knew – that I needed a lot of food. So she would put, like, two bags. I'd have a bag of goldfish and then, like, a bag of Doritos or some other kind of chips. So I could have the goldfish in, like, third, fourth period. Yeah. And then I could come back at lunch. But I used to trade my Nutty Bars for people be going buying Chick-fil-A sandwiches, and I'd get a Chick-fil-A sandwich out of a Nutty Bar deal, let me tell you. You were living high on the Oh, hog. my gosh. I was just... Were you a... You, you were a... Uh, a lunch pail kid? You took your lunch to school every day? Brown paper sack, baby. Every day? Every day. All the way through high school and everything? Yeah. Yeah. I never took my lunch to school. I think I took my lunch to school every single day, but on Calzone Day, I'm getting a Calzone and my and lunch. And eating your yeah. lunch. Yeah. I, I, don't, I never took my lunch. I don't know. I'd come down. I'd come down in the morning, and my mom would just have it ready to go. Yeah. Two PB&Js. Goldfish, Doritos, every day, snacks, same every thing. Every day, we'd mix it up. You know, some weeks we'd go PB and J. Some week we'd go like uh, you know, turkey and cheese or yeah. ham and turkey, cheese or turkey, something. Turkey's bologna. Good, ooh, ooh, good love bologna, a good bologna sandwich. sandwich. Yeah, I uh, couldn't barter those much though. No, a lot of <laughs> the, <laughs> acquired that was, taste. That was acquired a, that taste. was a tough tough trade day for you. Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't want to trade it. You know, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a bologna guy. A bologna's good. I like bologna. Absolutely. I mean, and if you don't like bologna, you're wrong. Right. I'm sorry. I don't know what sorry to about you. <laughs> yeah, we never I never took my lunch. I don't know. I would shoot, man. I'd like to go back maybe Wednesday, have some chicken rings or something. Ooh. Y'all had chicken rings? No. Up north up there? Up north. Yeah. You gotta no. come down here to God's country and get you some chicken rings. Chicken son. rings, yeah. okay. Wait until everybody from UA uh from Iola hears this podcast. They'll know what I'm talking about on the chicken rings. Big day. Huh? Oh oh big day. And you always order double. Double. Double chicken rings with Charge mashed potatoes. Charge it to my account. The mashed potatoes had the gravy on them with the chicken yep. rings. And we got sweet tea at lunch. It's a big thing. Yeah. It's a big thing. Yeah, we got sweet tea. So I wasn't eating. I wasn't drinking. Drinking over. that Milo's? Uh, No, they made the tea. Bro. Ooh. Yeah. Tell you what, though. That Milo is hard to beat. Hey, Milo's is good tea. Milo's is good. Milo's might be better than Red Diamond. I'm just saying. I'm with you on that. Yeah, Milo's is good. That's undefeated. Yeah. And that's talking food with Jared and Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> Getting hungry now. Yeah, you can get me riled up about some food. I'm I'm a big foodie. 
I like it. It's always good. And I grew up with a family who knows how to cook. Right. And uh, I'm very thankful for it. We did not ever miss a post-game meal at the house. Oh, no. And those were the absolute best times. Especially a home game. Ooh. Home games and all of our families there. Tired as can be. Oh, my gosh. And you got just a buffet. Yeah. And a home game with all of our parents there. Yep. Everybody like Lauren has come into town. Peyton's in town. We got our we got our ladies. We got our families. That was a big weekend if we both had our and, ladies and, there. And we win a game. We win the home game. Oh my gosh, dude! You can't get out of the locker room fast enough after nah. that. Even hug, though you're celebrating, yeah. get up, hug. Hud comes in. You get up, hug. Get up where everybody get everybody's dancing. Get, get up, hud. Get out. Get out. It turns into get <laughs> out real fast. You're you're stripping down, changing, getting right. out of there as fast as you can. Um, I like to shower after games, so I'm getting a quick little cold yep, shower yep, in the locker same, room, same. hopping in the truck, and I mean we're out we're to the farmhouse going, as fast as you going can. Going to the house, and we never ate no crap neither. No, my mom and your mom were throwing it down out there. Especially so. oh, and especially when Mama came to town. Oh, Ooh. if my grandparents were there, yeah, we're eating good. Yeah, and then Sunday morning, we going to Young's. Yep, Young's barbecue, baby. Yep, I think you and Ian had a. Me street going. Yeah. How many weeks did y'all go for I the, think, uh, what was that, fried pork chops? Yeah, right? every Wednesday. So Young's Barbecue in Monticello is like a, I'm trying to think of what I can compare it to around here. There's nothing really. Just uh, a good old yeah. small town. Maybe like Walker's Cafe in Madisonville. They do like a special every day. But Young's is Well, you got to talk to the big style. folks, you know. I'm from up north. Yeah. <laughs> so they're gonna hear this. We I don't know come, what y'all got up there. It's just a small town, little buffet it's just a, cafe. Yeah, it's they got you a get your buffet. Little, you get your little uh, lunch platter. You walk in, it costs eleven dollars. Yep, that's it. Eleven dollars flat. You give Miss Cheryl eleven dollars. She go. gives you your plate. You go through the buffet. You get literally as much food as you want to, and it is good yep. food yep. too. And so me and Ian, our other roommate. I think we went there 13 weeks in a row. Yeah, I think I had a 13 Wednesdays I had like in an afternoon class. Yeah. And I, when I would come home from that class, me and you Ian, and Ian would be laid out on the couch. Yeah. Yes. Just surviving. Yeah, me and Ian had the same class cuz we were the same major. Um and it ended at like 12:30, 12:15 or something like that on Wednesdays. Yeah. And I think I had a one And Wednesday class. was fried pork chop day. Yep. And every day after class, you knew where to find me and Ian. Get in a truck. Yep. We're going to Young's. And we're we're deleting some as fried many pork chops. Pork chops as we possibly Ian can. would just eat fried pork chop after fried pork chop and stack his plates on the ground <laughs> next to him. He would just have a stack of plates until the waitress her name was Emily. She was such a sweet lady. She actually ended up cutting mine and Ian's hair. She would give us haircuts <laughs> there. We would go to her house, and she would cut our hair. <laughs> but The more you do. Yes. You know? He would just stack his plates up on the ground until finally, until finally they came around and grabbed them. And yeah. then after that, it was just, like you said, surviving the rest of the day. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd come. Because y'all usually did that when we had, like, a morning practice. Yeah, we and would. It, yeah, I think when we did or it spring, was actually spring. it was like spring ball. Yeah, or so we'd have we'd always work out again, in the morning. If you are playing college yeah. ball, no matter what kind of ball, 
you choose the earliest workout you possibly can. I said that when Jamie was on yeah. here. You don't want to be the afternoon No, because we used – I mean, I remember I used to talk to people in, like, the DB's group chat or whatever and be like, you know, we might have ran 10 gassers or whatever. Oh, we run in 20. That's oh, what I'm putting in the group chat. And it's chat. terrible. Yeah. It's I, the worst thing they've ever made us right. do. Right, because just perception is like – you're dreading that all day. I'd rather just get up early yeah. and get there. Yeah. Get it done. Yeah. Knock it out. If you're going to play college sports, I mean, First even in workout. high school summer workouts, if you got the choice, if there's an evening and a morning, bro. Morning. Just tough it out and day. do the morning workout because yeah. then you're done. Right. You're done. You right. can do whatever you want to the rest of the day. Yeah, I remember in high school, me, you just, me and a bunch of buddies, we always chose the earliest workout and – uh you know Bubba, he uh, his yeah. grandpa would always come pick us up, and he'd drive us to my house, and we'd just do whatever we wanted the, ne- the rest of the day. But always on the way home, we're doing a U-turn under the under this bridge. You know, we're going another highway. Bubba's grandpa looks back. Y'all boys want a hamburger? <laughs> we're we're rolling through Mickey D's, getting a few McDoubles, and we're getting going ha- back to the yes. house. Yes, dude. Because we're done. Yeah, we're done you're for done the for the day. You just have to embrace the suck for like two hours in the morning, right, right. and then you're done. Then you're yeah. just chilling. We're pretty much on like the uh, Cam Haynes Goggins level, you know. No I would deal. not say that. <laughs> <laughs> Dude's up at like four forty-five, running like twelve miles. We played golf today, and I before I went to bed last, I've been trying to work out and sort of uh, you pay get, more attention and yeah, try to lose some weight. If you know me, I'm I'm a, I'm a bigger guy and. I've sort of struggled with weight loss for a while, and it's always just been something that's always been in the back of my head and sort of bothered me. Not that anybody treats me differently for being big, but everybody wants to be a little healthier. So I've been taking it a little more serious, trying to work out every day. Um, it, at least it's, it's something. It might right. be a it might be a mile jog or uh, you know a couple mile walk or just a little kettlebell workout. Just something to get active every day. Uh, we're getting ready for bed last night, and Jared's staying here at the house. I walk into his room and I'm like, hey, bro, if I wake up on my own in the morning, I'm going to work out before we go golfing. And Jared works out like every day of his life. So I do not. So I he's not. like, oh, yeah, wake me up. But that didn't happen. We didn't wake up. No, <laughs> that didn't we didn't. Happen. I came out here, let Diesel out. You came out, let Coda out. And we were like, all right, you want to get dressed, go golfing? <laughs> Let's get a cup of coffee and go golfing. And then I proceeded to have one of my worst rounds, but that's all right. <laughs> we're not perfect. No. Golf was fun, though, dude. That was the first time you'd ever played there. We went to Margaritaville today. Yeah, because we were supposed to play there right before your wedding. The and day then... before my wedding. And then it rained cats and dogs, yeah. and we ended up going to Top Golf. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I tell you what, though. Like, I mean, we've talked about it over and over again. Like, we, I think we both have, like, a bunch of hobbies. Like, you know, just different styles hunting, different styles fishing, uh, golf. You know, whatever we can get into, we're both like, yeah, sign me up. Oh, yeah. You know. I'll and, try anything. Right. And golf is just that one consistent that I'm not great at. But when I go out there and I shoot pretty good, I'm like, bring me back. It's so fun, dude. Yeah. It's just you hit one good shot and you're like, well, that's why I came. Right. You right. hit one good shot. Yeah, that happened to me today. I mean, that's I played bad here. all day. And I sh- I had, I think, two shots off the tee that I was like, that'll bring me back. And yeah. I had a few shots that I'm like, approach shots or something. And I'm like, oh, yeah, 
I'm coming back. Yeah. Like I started off today par, bogey, birdie. And I think I started like <laughs> double, double, <laughs> triple, triple. Yeah. But but after those three holes, I was like, oh, you can't tell me anything right. now. Like, right. I'm a, yeah. I'm amazing. <laughs> like, and then it it ultimately ended up humbling me. Yeah. <laughs> Golf will Golf always, will humble, always you. humble you. That's yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah. Yep. Um, one more question I have. I I said I was going to ask everybody this, but I sort of fell off a couple times. If you could spend one day with anybody dead or alive, who would it be? Dang, that's a tough one. I'd um. It, it could be anybody. It doesn't have to be super sentimental. No, I, could literally I think be it, I mean, I'm going to go the more sentimental route. Um, I think it'd be my grandpa. Yeah. My papa. Um, I'm lucky enough to wear his wedding ring every day. I got inscribed on the inside uh, my grandparents' anniversary date and then mine and Lauren's anniversary oh, date. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And, um, you know, just coming from a guy that loved football and loved track. And, uh, you know, just always cared. Like, I think they lived uh, about an hour and a half from us in Glen Rose. And um, I don't know that I could name a ton of sports events that they missed. And uh, the older my grandparents got, the uh, more they couldn't travel and stuff. But they made their way up to UAM. And I remember... We had a spring game. I think it was our first spring game, so I don't think you were there yet. Um, I but, did meet them, though. Yeah, I you mean, did. I mean, they made it to multiple football games, yeah. right? But um, I remember it was our first spring game, and it just started downpouring. And I, you know, I'm, I'm getting a few reps here and there, and Nathan's getting reps here and there, and I look back in the stands, and I just – See, my grandpa, he's, him and my dad are sitting right next to each Just other. hanging out. Two of the only people in the stands because everyone had either made their way to the made their way to the cars or they had left. And he just sat there and had his little rain suit on and just watching us. Couldn't be more proud. And then they, um, both him and my grandma made it up to an OBU game because that was the, the closest yeah. game to. Oklahoma Baptist. Yeah, that was the closest game to the Metroplex. And, I mean, I couldn't be more proud. I don't. I couldn't even tell you the number of snaps I played if I played any more than just special teams. But I know yeah. that, like, me and my brother both saw that as, like, a moment of, like, we're just super grateful that they could yeah, see that they us could, playing college yeah, ball. Yeah, they could just come do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Grandparents are uh, they're special. Right. They're, if you've got good ones, you definitely don't take advantage of it. They're, right. They're a special, uh, special people. I, I know I got two really good ones. Yep. They drive all over the place. They've been to multiple football games, whether it be from – I mean, they live in Florida. Whether it be them driving to Monticello, Arkansas, or Brownwood, Texas to watch Jamie play, or Iola to watch me play and watch Jamie play and coach. and I mean, they're here right now. Right. They just come whenever, you know. Old Dave. Old Get Down Dave. Yeah. Sonny Boy, he likes to do it. He likes to have a good time. That's one thing for sure. He can talk trash on the golf he course. He is a I'll trash talker much. on the golf course. He used to be able to back it up, but we've been whooping up on him now lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Father time always comes into play, right? Yeah, that's what he likes to blame it on. <laughs> he told me today we were golfing. I 
hit a pretty good one down the middle of the fairway on off a of par five, you know, teed off, and he looks at me and goes, I think you and your brother owe me about $5,000. And I said, for what? He said, because I'm the one who taught you how to play golf. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I said something smart back to him. Like, yeah, you, didn't well, you have to. You didn't teach me that. Do you see how you're playing today? <laughs> That's what I told him. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, JB, man, this has been awesome. I, I always feel like we could go longer on these podcasts, but I'll just try to keep it. Episode two, baby. Yeah, we could always. I mean, there will be. I'll a be part a recurring two. guest. I have no problem with that. You are a recurring guest. I mean, you have to come back now because. Well, it, when the pod travels, you know, you're gonna have to come up to the the old north. As I'll you have call to it. come up to the. I'll have to come up to the Northlands and uh, get some podding yeah. in with maybe get you and Ryan on and I might. I would. I. I mean, I'd like to sit down and talk to Nathan too. Absolutely, he's an interesting guy. And if you know Nathan, he can talk for absolutely. Probably you have a six-hour podcast. We'd do like cut it up into three parts. No kidding, we'd be like Joe Rogan wouldn't even know what would hit him. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be four hours, five hours long listening to Nathan talk. But he's one of those guys that just knows a little bit about Everything. a lot, yep. you know. And he he does he yep. trains dogs for a living. So I'd like to sit down and pick his brain about that. That'd be cool. But man, like I said, it's awesome having you on, dude. It means so much to me. Um, that we've stayed in contact, um, and that who knew us moving to a whole different state, we'd end up right. finding one of our best friends. So um means the world to have you on here. Hopefully get you on here again, and hopefully everybody likes it and enjoys it. So. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully they want a part two. Yeah, I'm sure they'll get it. So <laughs> we will see you all around. Um, as always, thank you all for listening. Um, feel free to... Comment on the Facebook pages. Um, send me any messages about something that you want to hear different, what you enjoyed about the episode. If you have somebody that you'd like to recommend me sit down and talk to, I'm all ears. I don't have to know them personally. I mean, I'm doing this to sit down and talk to interesting people. So if you have somebody who you think is interesting or you think you yourself are interesting, send them my way. I'd be happy to talk to them. Before we go, what's up? a little get... extra here. What's your dream hunt? Oh, my dream hunt? I sort of touched on this with Jamie a little bit. I want to go to Alaska and kill king eiders. That's it. Sea ducks. Sea ducks. That's it, bro. That is my dream hunt. That's that's it? Yep. All right. Not, I mean. Simple as can be. Yeah, I don't even have to think about it. No. That's it. And I'll go one day. Yeah. Because if you know me and I want to do it. You're going to do it. You're (laughs) going to way to do it. So. All right, everybody, we won't keep you any much, uh, any longer, but like I said, thank you all for tuning in over and over again. I hope you all like this. I think it's probably gonna, honestly going to be like two weeks before this one comes out. Uh, we're recording it on the 22nd of July, so if things change between now and then, we'll have to catch you up on episode two. Yeah. All right, JB, tell the people goodbye. See ya. All right, see y'all. Love y'all.